Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People who live by Rotary's motto of service above self. And today our special guest is attorney Fred Schaefer, who is the immediate past chairman of Walkway Over the Hudson. The Walkway Over the Hudson, and we all know what that is, I hope, and if you don't, you're about to find out. He is the founding father of the Walkway Over the Hudson, and Fred Schaefer, welcome to Radio Rotary. Hi, Jonas, Sarah, thanks for having me on. So, tell us a little bit about the Walkway Over the Hudson, Uh, what is it, and let's talk about the fascinating history of what led to this beautiful tourist attraction and what some people are calling now the ninth wonder of the world. Walkway Over the Hudson is the world's longest uh, dedicated pedestrian bridge. Uh, Originally, it was a railroad bridge. It was um, constructed in 1888, and at that time, it was the second longest bridge in the world, uh, and it was one of the greatest structures ever built. It was uh, built uh, to tie the New England states with the West, uh, and trains crossed at 24 hours a day. There were up to 50 trains, uh, 3,500 freight cars, uh, so the country grew and prospered largely because of this railroad bridge. It spanned the Hudson River. It was very difficult to build because the Hudson's very deep and very wide, uh, and it was an engineering marvel when they built it. A lot of people didn't uh, remember how great a structure it was, but for many years, uh, the bridge uh, was uh, an economic boon to this country. Right, and the railroad bridge is just north of the uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt Mid-Hudson Bridge. Yes, right? yeah, it spans and, between um, Highland and Poughkeepsie. Yep, and Trains used to go from the heart of the Queen City of Poughkeepsie out to Chicago and out to the west and Los Angeles, everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And then in the mid-1970s, there was a disaster. Tell us about yeah. that, Fred. Well, it started because uh, railroads were losing money, and they were merging, uh, and uh, they uh, were not maintaining the bridge. Uh, as trains went over the bridge, uh, sparks would go off the trains, and they would start fires on the wooden walkways and wooden ties. And the railroad uh, did not have anybody up on the bridge in May of 1974 when the train uh, did go across. The bridge caught fire and it got out of control, burned about 1,000 feet of the bridge over the Poughkeepsie shoreline. Uh, So the railroad used this excuse uh, to abandon the bridge, and they stopped uh, running trains over it uh, for good. Uh, They sold the bridge to a speculator in Pennsylvania for a dollar and abandoned the whole uh, line from uh, Poughkeepsie to Hopewell Junction and over towards uh, the uh, western part of New York State. And, and was he the fellow with the idea of making it like the Pont Vecchio in, in, in Italy where they'd have a like a, a mall or stores and things of that nature? No, that it? was a, a local architect who came up with that oh, idea, okay. uh, Ed Lodi. Uh, this fellow had no plans for it as far as we know. Uh, held on to it for about 20 years, and the bridge sat there. People forgot all about it. They thought it was a rickety old bridge that was falling down. Uh, and, and it was a bit of an eyesore, let's be honest. Yeah, if uh, if, if you're not an engineer, I think. <laughs> but if you're an engineer and you love uh, structures, it, as I said, one of the greatest structures ever built, and you, you you start to love the bridge after you find out about its great history and what a great structure it is. And what a great, great history it is. Yeah, about uh, 25 years ago, I think it was, or 30 years ago, the Poughkeepsie Journal ran a survey. What do you think we should do with the bridge? And I'm ashamed to say. And you answered. <laughs> and I answered. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say my idea was to call in the people that filmed James Bond pictures. And blow it bl- up? Blow it up. <laughs> <coughs> With Pierce Bronson, whoever was James Bond at that particular uh, The James uh, Bond du jour. Yeah, James Bond du jour. Blow it up, film it from 12 different angles, and then have them cart it out. But 
Fortunately, they didn't listen to me. They listened to our <laughs> guest. They listened to Fred. Uh, prominent local uh, Poughkeepsie attorney, Fred Schaefer, the father of the walkway on the Hudson. So, and Fred, how, how do we turn this? How yeah. do we turn it from this eyesore well, to this beautiful, beautiful yeah. tourist attraction? And how did you jump into yeah. the middle okay. of it all, Fred? Uh, well, I have three hobbies. One is history, one is uh, photography, and the other is bicycling. And in 1993, a fellow by the name of Bill Seppi had mentioned the bridge as a potential walkway over the Hudson River. Uh, so I contacted him, and he took me up on the bridge, and I fell in love with the view. Uh, it's breathtaking when you go up there. It's quiet. It's peaceful. And, uh, you know, I recognized that it would not only be great for people to see it, but also we could connect with the old railroad beds on both sides and create a trail that would cross the Hudson River and that it had a lot of potential uh, for just local people to enjoy but also to promote tourism. So and I, what year was this again? This Just 1993. When so I it was started. like in your brain. Yes. Yep. That's when I started doing it. Uh, the other fellow was running the organization. He had formed Walkway Over the Hudson, and he did a lot of good things. But he wanted to do this as a volunteer project. Uh, and wanted to, to take people up there on the weekends and just put wooden planks on top of the old ties. And Walkway uh, Over the Hudson at that time, was it a nonprofit? Was yep. it, at that time it was started and founded as a 501c3? Yeah, Bill Seppi had formed it as a 501c3, okay. a nonprofit membership organization. Uh, and he did, and volunteer-based. Yeah, volunteer-based. And uh, he, he promoted the project, uh, but his vision was as a very small walkway for local people only, uh, and as I said, using volunteers, uh, he thought the bridge was in good condition and he was not going to inspect it. He didn't think you had to get building permits for uh, an old railroad bridge. And now you're a lawyer here, so, right. so, <laughs> so I, I backed little off. red flag <laughs> Right, exactly. Up. Yeah, so I, I backed off a little bit on the project. Uh, but he ran it from 1993 until 2004. And what happened, he did get stopped by the town from doing work on the bridge because someone did get hurt. Uh, so the project was at a, a standstill in uh, 2004, and I started meeting with a group of uh, local people who were interested in the project, and we came to the conclusion that if it was going to get done in our lifetime, uh, that we had to uh, take over the organization. And we uh, forced an election, and uh, we elected a new board of directors, and they elected me as chairman. And uh, we changed the direction of the project from a volunteer effort to more professional, professional operation. Yeah. So okay. be careful what you ask for, Fred, because they I said, you know, you got some great ideas. You're in charge yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what happened. And uh, luckily, I was at position in my life where my kids are out of college, and I, I thought I could handle it. Yeah, you know, I didn't have to make the commitment. Right. So, um, you know, it was a big commitment. So from 2004, <clears throat> uh, I started working on the project, and we started by— And what are you, lawyering on the side now? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. well, I, I still am a full-time attorney. I have a good secretary who takes care of my <laughs> I've spoken with her. We've done business yeah. together, so. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so it, it uh, you know, became a lot more than I ever expected. Well, you know, uh, let's not jump over these dates. It yeah. went from an idea mm. to fulfillment successful beyond the wildest imagination of anyone in just five mm. short years. That's an, a Herculean task. That's an amazing task. Yeah. So you, you raised money. Yeah. Well, the, fir the first thing we did was build up a groundswell of support by, uh, I got permission from the town of Lloyd to take people out on the bridge in small groups. And I took people out so people could visualize the potential for it uh, and see that uh, there was some worth. A lot of people thought it was a crazy idea that uh, no one would ever go up so there. So you brought them up there to be emotionally connected exactly. and have that experience right. that happened to you a decade prior to that, Exactly. Basically. For three years, that's pretty much uh, uh -huh. what our major, so fun, our major uh, idea was. 
and uh, and then they would talk to people and tell other people and gradually there was a demand for people to go up there in the beginning it was hard to get people to go up because it was an adventure now it's hard to yeah it was it was an adventure now it's a, you could another, see we have another through, issue yeah, today don't just we? so you, you know you could see yeah. through the ties uh-huh. when you walked out on the bridge in the metal grate that we walked out on so it was it was a little, a little scary, scary for people uh, but luckily enough, people did it, and they spread the word, and other people came out. So then so. you did, did you also get, you raised money, you got interest, yeah, did, get, did you get grants, do you have funding from the state, the town, how yeah, does the, it work? Yeah, the first grant we got was uh, Congressman Hinchy got us a grant through the transportation bill for a million dollars, and it was to A million dollars, Fred? Yes. That's not chump change. No, no, and it was to stabilize the did bridge. Did you bring Hinchy up there, too? And, Yes, oh, Hinch, of course Hinch, he you did. Quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, now he's a, he's a great person, uh, and and that was what really gave us credibility. You know, we worked from getting just people involved with it uh, to realizing that the walkway organization was serious and that it had potential. So, uh, Congressman Hinchy's grant uh, was a big step in the in the right direction. And then we contacted the Dyson Foundation, and the Dyson Foundation uh, had uh, been. A little bit involved with the bridge uh, in the past. I had actually taken. And Rob when Tyson when did up. you? I was going to say who. Yeah. Was well, it, it goes uh, back to 1993. So he, Annie was still with uh, us. No, uh, I didn't know her, but I coached bas- uh, baseball with Rob Dyson. Our sons are friends, and the first one I called in 1993 was Rob Dyson because I said he's oh good he's okay see this, so you. This. Uh, and he came up with the same problem because of the way it was being done as a volunteer project. He backed off, too. But we always would see each other and we'd say, someday we have to do the project. So once we got the organization back on track, uh, then I— And it was professional and people start feeling correct, comfortable about, exactly. about funding it. Yeah, and, and that we did everything safely. Mm-hmm. We secured the bridge. We had an alarm system so that if anybody went out there, uh, the, the, uh, they would be caught. Uh, and we, we did everything carefully. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the Dyson Foundation gave us uh, an initial grant of $2 million to do all the inspections of the bridge. That was the first thing you had so to do. So another infusion of not chump change. Right. Attorney and, uh, Schaefer. Yeah, what happened? You know I, what's going to happen after this broadcast? Every nonprofit organization is going to be calling you <laughs> yeah, to sit on their right. board. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> well, I happen to know that Fred's very busy with the walkway on the Hudson. Yeah. And we're going to get back with more yeah. about Fred and the history and what the walkway is like today and, and invite people to come see it and uh, how to find it. But first, Ms. Sarah O'Connell, let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. My name's Jonah Treboss, and my co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell, our very special guest, prominent attorney Fred Schaefer, the father of the walkway over the Hudson. And tell me, Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by our Rotary District 7210 and the clubs of Arlington, Blooming Grove, Washingtonville, Carmel Chestnut Rotary, Chestnut Ridge, Chester Rotary, Congers Valley. Valley Cottage, Fishgill Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, LaGrange, and Millbrook Rotary Clubs. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. After immunizing more than 2 billion children, Rotary Club members are close to wiping polio from the face of the earth. Thanks to a matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to protect children against polio forever. End polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. 
Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Hi, welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I am joined this morning by my co-host, the ever-wonderful, honorable Jonah Trebowasser. Thank you. And we are sitting here chatting with um, yet another attorney. You know Fred, uh, prominent attorney, as as Jonah likes to refer to him. Fred Schaefer from Poughkeepsie, New York, who is the immediate past chairman of um, the walkway over the Hudson, which is what we're here chatting about. But I just want to make the point that every time I turn around, since Jonah and I have started this collaboration, what, a year and a half ago together? My entire life is filled with attorney, 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 attorney. You're so lucky. It's a plot, Fred. It's a <laughs> plot, I'm telling you. At any rate, we, we are all so excited about this wonderful idea, basically, germ of an idea that morphed into a, a, a major tourist attraction for Dutchess County. Which is successful beyond, beyond. everyone's wildest imagination. It's, it's considered the ninth wonder of the world. And Fred I Hudson. I thought that was the, you, Mr. Trebowasser. No, no, no. I'm eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the father of the walkway over the Hudson, uh, attorney Fred Schaefer, is our guest here on Radio Rotary. Uh, Fred, for those who may not know, who haven't had a chance to visit yet, how, uh, how do people get to the walkway over the Hudson? Well, it's right in uh, either Poughkeepsie or Highland. There are a lot of signs up now. It took us a long time to get the signs up, but they're there Even now. Even with all that money. <clears throat> the entrance is on Parker Avenue in Poughkeepsie and on Haviland Road in Highland. Uh, and uh, everybody should be able to, to find it by going to Route 9W in Highland and uh, Washington Street uh, to Parker Avenue in Poughkeepsie. And what do you do? You park there, and then you scamper up some steps. And yeah, well, there's, give us, no, give there's us no steps. There's no climbing to get on there, the bridge. There's, there's two parking lots uh, by, owned by the state on both sides, and uh, they do charge for parking, but there's a lot of on-street parking. And is there a com- charge to go on the walkway? Uh, no, there's no charge f- to okay. go on the walkway, just for the parking. Uh, and uh, it is completely, uh, almost completely level. There's a slight grade. Uh, but it is handicap accessible, and you can park either in the parking lots or on the street. Uh, street parking is free, and then you walk uh, out onto the bridge. And what what type of um, of uh, walking forward? What what's allowed? What's not allowed? Yeah, uh, Are there any rules about? Uh, I mean, can you bring? Um, can you ride your donkey over uh, the? No, there's okay. no, no. You can't ride animals. We do allow people to walk dogs on chains, uh, bicycles, skating. Uh, so puppy running. dogs are allowed as long as they're leashed. Yes. Stroll, strollers for the kids. Yep. Strollers. And they do have little plastic baggy things in case Fido decides to leave a present. Yeah. So, okay. So, so we're all responsible for keeping it clean. Yeah. And because of the multi-use or shared use, I call it, it's become a very magical place because people are using it uh, in all different manners. People are running, walking, biking, rollerblading. Uh, but we are getting a tremendous number of people just walking across to enjoy the view. The and view is magnificent. There is no other way to describe it but magnificent, and as you said, Sarah, stunning. And in fact, if people want to see some of the views, Fred is not only uh, the driving force behind the walkway over the Hudson, but a very talented photographer. And if you go to www.walkway.org, that's www.walkway.org, some of Fred's photographs are up there. And on and Facebook, uh, too, uh, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, we have, yeah, uh, you, you Facebook, have Facebook is the Facebook? new way to right? easily put pictures on there. I've been doing it on a regular basis, uh, and that's probably the, the best way to keep track of what's going on a lot of people that are going up there last night we had the most incredible rainbow over the walk is, that right? is it on it's on facebook yeah, now I just put it up it last night. you know mm-hmm. the ma- the wonderful thing about I know, we all are here and we've made our homes here we were born here and i mean this is to me this is a magical part of the world anywhere i go or travel jonah i, I know you travel quite a bit as well right 
don't you just love, you love being, I love being away and, and experiencing new cultures, but boy, do I love coming back to the Hudson Valley. And you'll never appreciate it the Hudson Valley more than from away. the center of the walkway on the Hudson uh, between Highland and Poughkeepsie. And our guest, Fred Schaefer, is going to tell us a little bit more about the kind of uh, amenities there are there when you get there. I know there on, on the Highland side, there's some uh, vendors and there's wonderful restaurants on both ends. Uh, in fact, we well, took that, my... that's a fun thing to do. We took my 86-year-old mother-in-law on the walkway, uh, and uh, not only did she have a great time walking over, but uh, it was during that real hot spell we had uh, recently, and there's a lovely breeze coming off, you know, the Hudson River. It's it cool. was a cool place to be. It's always <laughs> cool to be on the river, <laughs> yep. And then did, didn't you uh, very graciously fed and fed her and got oh, yeah. her some refreshments sure. oh, and whatnot? Because, yeah. you know, food and drink is very important uh-huh. to life, and... And, uh, great restaurants on both ends. It's both. a great place to visit, great place to be. Um, tell us about the opening day ceremonies. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, the opening was in October of uh, 2009 to coincide with, with the 400th the anniversary of Henry Hudson having sailed up the river. And that's why New York State did invest a, a lot of money in the project. But also because uh, it's an economic development project, we did an economic study to show that we would get uh, about 250,000 visitors a year to come to the area would spend money and help the how local economy. How do you economy. log that? How do you count that? Uh, well, how, how is that done? That was an estimate, 250000 Now New York State counts uh, the visits on the bridge six times a day, and they uh, compute how they many do. are coming there. And we've already had 600,000 people visit the walkway in the nine months that it's been open. Congratulations. So well so beyond what, what, tell them what you were expecting. The numbers here, 250000 a year was so the estimate. More than twice uh, what amazing. you expected. Yeah, and that was after the trails were open. The trails on both sides are not quite complete yet. Uh, so we expect it to continue pretty high. It's just a beautiful crowd. People are friendly, smiling, and it's becoming a, a place where everybody's smiling at each other, talking. We get every nationality, every color, every age group, uh, and every breed of animal, actually, when it comes to dogs. And and uh, do you know where people have come, how far people have yeah, come we, from? Yeah, we've done surveys. People are coming from all over the world, actually. We're yeah. getting people in New York City are hearing about it from the hotels, uh, if they're going to the Culinary Institute. And we're getting visitors from uh, every every state in the country, and we uh, I am accumulating those figures. We have a guest book; people sign in, they make comments, and we take their zip code. Uh, so we're, commu- we're putting that together. And, and I know it's convenient from the Hudson Valley. Uh, I'm sorry, from, from the, the Kipsey Railway Station. And I know some of the bigger hotels are now doing vans out there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's They're shuttling people out. Yeah, yep. working together. Uh, but we want the the people to use the local businesses for eating, restaurants, motels, and that. Uh, so we have limited number of uh, vendors on the bridge, just so anybody has an emergency needs water or something quick. Uh, but we do encourage people to uh, use the local businesses. Well, so let me ask you, Attorney Fred Schaefer, um, father of the walkway over the Hudson, what has been the dollar impact on, lo- on the local economy of the walkway? Yeah. Restaurants have said their business, and the figure that's averaged out is about 40% of an increase in business. That's uh, tremendous. If yeah, you said right. 4%, in that would be world? amazing. Yeah. 40%. Just hold on to that for a minute. Yeah, That's an, a huge, huge draw. Yeah, and they're all, everybody's very happy about the project. Everybody's heard good things. 
uh, and uh, it's just become a magical place to go up to. So, Fred, I'd like to get back to the opening day ceremony and bring it back down to, in a lot of the, it it wasn't just the immediate, you know, on one side Poughkeepsie and the other side Highland involved. There, it was out in the regions. I I have a friend who who, um, spearheaded the children's flags when they did the march. I mean, and we can talk about that, but I mean, who was involved in the opening day ceremony? Take us back to that day. Jean Fleming uh, was a coordinator who's a celebration artist, uh, and she does the Halloween parade in New York City every year. Uh, But she's a a really wonderful person. She has great ideas. And the theme was to tying the communities together. The Hudson River has always been a barrier to both the communities on both sides. And uh, the uh, theme was to tie the communities together. And she got every town from uh, both counties on both sides to uh, have people participate in the parade and do some banners and uh, medals and things that represented their community. And they crossed the bridge in a parade going in both directions uh, so that they could uh, showcase their community. And Is that became, on the website? Yeah, there's a Are lot there of... some well, pictures? It's mostly or? YouTube has okay. uh, uh, videos of it. Uh, we didn't and put where's the website, the website again? Can we, we'll the website is walkway.org. And uh, that's uh, can lead you to various places. And but if you if you go online and just uh, put in a search engine walkway over the Hudson, uh, you'll come up with all kinds of information about the walkway project. Uh, it is an official New York State Park. They have their own website. We have we are friends of the park now. We have uh, our own website. Uh, the Facebook page has a lot of great information, and that's where uh, nowadays that's the best way to get links to YouTube and to pictures that we're putting on the bridge. And that's updated on a almost daily. With one of the, the, one of the pictures you'll see if you Google Walkway Over the Hudson is the first wedding that was held there uh, the weekend after it opened. Yes. Did you Which, conduct it? There was some old geezer of a judge <laughs> conducting <laughs> right. a wedding. That was yeah. me. No, that was a, a great thing. Did and you it, really? Are you kidding yes, me? You're no. you're not joshing yep. here. No, it was There's me. A, you you performed and a I wedding say a ceremony. I want to say a shout out to Scott and Meg, the lovely couple who decided yeah. to have their first their wedding, the first one on the walkway of the Hudson. And there's been several since, right? Yeah. And it was a full-blown wedding. They had ushers and bridesmaids, and it worked very well. Do you need a special permit for that? Now you do. Yeah. Well, you always have to get a permit uh, to use the bridge for any uh, group event or newscast or taking videos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Fred, in a few seconds we have remaining on the show, uh, again, tell people the hours that it's open, the walkway of the Hudson, invite them to come, tell them where it is, all that good stuff. Walkway's open from dawn to dusk, uh, 365 days a year. Uh, We kept it open in the winter for the most part. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just a great place to come and visit and uh, to bring your friends and uh, relatives, and uh, everyone seems to be enjoying it. Uh, we have a great future ahead of us. I think the uh, the potential is unlimited for us to have group events, get people up there, and just to make it a fun place for people to be and set a tone for a worldwide harmony between uh, nationalities uh, and, and different groups of people. And, you know, Rotary uh, International and the Hudson Valley Rotary recognized Fred Schaefer at its recent dinner that Sarah was our mast- mistress of ceremonies as our citizen of the year for the entire Hudson Valley. And it's well, Congratulations very well again. Fred, thanks mm-hmm. not only for coming out here on Radio Rotary, but thanks for creating, helping to create this wonderful tourist attraction. Rotary was a really initial supporter. I've spoken to 10 to 15 Rotary clubs, and uh, 
They've always supported the, the walkway greatly, and I appreciate it. And Sarah O'Connell, who's supporting Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is brought to us by our terrific uh, District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Newburgh, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Poughkeepsie, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa. Thank you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Radio Rotary is brought to you by Beach Grove Technology, providing natural dietary supplements for a healthier life. Beach Grove Technology's herbal supplements are uniquely designed to prevent premature aging, eye problems, and weight loss. Beach Grove Technology is now featuring its latest natural product, cultivated American wild ginseng. So take charge of your life with Beach Grove Technology's safe natural products. Visit bgtsupplements.com or call 800-861-4933. That's bgtsupplements.com, 800-861-4933. It's Ribfest time. The Highland Rotary Club invites you to their fabulous Hudson Valley Ribfest at the Ulster County Fairgrounds in New Paltz on Saturday and Sunday, August 21st and 22nd, starting at 11 a.m. both days. The Hudson Valley Ribfest features barbecue foods, live entertainment, lots of vendors, and this year, a NASCAR show car simulator and children's activities. Admission is just $5. Children 12 and under are free and there is plenty of free parking. For more information go to HudsonValleyRibFest.org That's HudsonValleyRibFest.org What would you do if a friend, co-worker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. 